You're listening to the Let's Talk Knicks podcast. Follow us on Instagram at let's underscore talk underscore Knicks or on Twitter at Let's Talk Knicks. Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Knicks podcast. We talk about this basketball and Around the NBA, I am Jason Talbot, and with me, of course, is none other than Marcus Chinqui. Marcus, this is a big how the hell are you? Uh, I'm feeling good hearing that intro again. Just you know, <laughs> t- takes me back. It's been a while, you know. It's been a minute. It's been it's been a, a last two minutes of an NBA game uh, <laughs> kind of minute. Um, but it's good. Hey, it, f- it felt good. It feels good. Good to see you. Good to talk to you. Um, yeah, this feels like a special. A long time, yeah, yeah. This feels like a special episode. We we just we're talking and we're like, hey, let's let's talk a little Knicks. I mean, that's, Knicks, that's what it's yeah. about, right? That's a, we've been we've been around for a while, you know, and that's what we do. We talk Knicks. So, <laughs> so I, I mean, I just want to get into it, man. I, I want to talk Knicks. We've been talking a lot. There's been a lot going on, but I just want to start with. I mean, th- there's been so much. We got uh, Obi's gone. Fournier's got beef. Uh, you know, there's there's trade rumors. The the Divincenzo signing. Uh, I always feel like I'm saying that guy's name wrong, but I think we're pretty excited to have him. We'll talk a little bit about that. But I think first and foremost, it's been so long. Let's just talk about last season and how it ended. It it kind of feels like forever ago. But how how, how do you feel? How how do you feel? As a Knicks fan, right now, how last season went, how it ended, just just tell me how you're feeling. I mean, it was it was easily the most stressful two months that I've had in a really long time, and it's like you're saying the last two months, the last two months of the season, of the, the playoffs? Se- like the lead up yeah. into the playoffs, and then the actual playoff run because that went on for so long. Like yeah. they got to do something about the schedule because <laughs> every, like we were what one game and then didn't play again for like four, three or four days. But yeah, it was wild. I didn't understand the schedule of all the NBA games in general it was just all over the place. Sometimes like three, four days in between. I mean, you got to give me, I mean, give me some back to backs if you need, I don't care. We got to, we got to get this thing moving. So I, I remember, so yeah, I was there for games three and four against Cleveland, and then I was there for game one against Miami. Almost went down to Miami, but Ooh. I wasn't feeling confident, and I just did I, I don't want to go to Miami. So <laughs> I said, let me stress this out over at my own couch and be worried how you're up in New York. But yeah. Uh, so but how do you, I mean, how do you, I, I want to know, like, for me, I'm, I couldn't be happier. I mean, as a Knicks fan, you have to be happy. You can't be complaining after a season like that. I mean, losing to the Heat was a shame just because I think as Knicks fans, we know that the Knicks could have won that series. I think every team that played Miami in the East could have won that series. Um, and it's crazy that the Heat even went to the finals. But you got to be proud of the boys, man. Yeah, I mean, it, Cleveland in the mouth in the first round. I mean, it wasn't even close. That was beautiful. That was a beautiful thing to see. Uh, and the playoff atmosphere. This this wasn't the bubble. This was some real playoff basketball. Uh, pumped. 
the, the chills watching all game. I'm, I'm screaming at the TV. Uh, and like I said, they felt, they fell short, but overall uh, you gotta be happy. And I, I mean, the Brunson signing, I think my new favorite player on the Knicks. I don't know about you. I, I love the guy. I mean, this I mean, is what the Knicks needed. I mean, who knew? Who knew? They needed a guy like that, and he showed up. He showed why they got him, and he's got the playoff experience. We saw that in uh, in Dallas, and he just carried that over to New York. And now you're starting to see these – it's a team with young guys. So everyone's saying, like, you know, oh, quick, shrank, RJ. What I mean, RJ was probably the second best player, but, you know, they're just getting into it. It's the second absolutely. time they're in the playoffs. You know, so Grimes here and there, but you know, we know what the we know what the issue was scoring, and some of the like some of those games, it's like how are we not even scoring like ninety five points? Like it's it's crazy. Yep. But we hit a couple more shots, and that's a completely different series. And I think they all know that. You've heard Josh Hart talk about it over uh, on a couple I'm of glad you his name up. And Josh Hart is a big a big reason for the success as well. Yeah. And, but he knows his shortcomings and what he's got to work on. And I think everyone kind of does know what they need for us to take that next step. And I, I, for one, I'm feeling good. You know, there's yes. In the moment it's disappointing. It's really upsetting in the moment because you're just like, hit a shot. Don't turn it over. What are you doing? Julius is stumbling back. They're, they're making bonehead plays at the wrong time. And that's what Miami was able to capitalize on because in my opinion, we were a better team that just, you know, but that's not what matters. Going back to what I was saying before too, I think Miami, every team that they played in the playoffs, the team they played was the better team. I think the Knicks would probably be the one team that you'd say maybe not, but I think as Knicks fans and you look at the matchups and the way, if the Knicks could have played to their potential, but you could say that about every team. It's the same thing. Miami and Eric Spolstra, who's, I mean, you got to give the guy his due. I mean, he's a great coach and he stopped Giannis and the Bucks and he stopped the Knicks. And then Denver was just too much. You know, he stopped the Celtics Celtics who are a streaky team. I think everyone knew the heat Celtics series, like the heat definitely could win that because how streaky the Celtics can be at times. But I mean, you fell, you fell back three Oh and, um, it just, uh, it was, it was a great season. And I think the thing that you got to take away the most of the whole experience was the moves the Knicks are making seem to be all the right moves going forward. The Brunson signing, the hard trade, um, you know, Grimes doing what well, each piece. I mean, like you said, you know, quickly didn't really show up, but we like the growth of quickly. We like what's happened. Mitch. I, I, Mitch was awesome. He was awesome in the Cleveland series, kind of disappeared a little bit in the Miami series. Um, but, you know, Bam, Bam was awesome. Uh, he really, uh, I uh, mean, uh, I won't say awesome, player. but you could, if you could run into people all the, all game and they're not going to call it. Yeah, sure. You'll look great. <laughs> yeah. But he was, I mean, everyone on Miami played awesome and that's why they went to the finals and you got to give them credit where credit's due. Um, but as Nick fans, I mean, I think my only thing, that I still get on is my Tibbs is ways, you know, we live by it and we got as far as we did, but I think we're all kind of like, Hey, when quickly went down, why we need scoring? Why not Fournier? 
Derek, why are we playing McBride when Derek Rose is a vet who's been there, who's done it? Like, why are you playing a young rookie in McBride who's doing nothing, by the way? There's not even, it's not even like, oh, McBride's just playing so well. Rose can't get any minutes. And it's not like he was going up against, like, Tatum or Brown. He was going up against hey. Kyle Lowry. You know, it's like you could put Derek Rose in the game to cover and, one of those one of those yeah. old guys on the and, on the Miami bench. So And the thing is I'm not gonna sit here and say, oh, if you put in Rose or if you put in Fournier, the Knicks would have won the series. No. Um, it would have been, been nice to have Jericho Sims uh as well on the roster. Losing him was uh, you know, I think we might have needed some size there. But it would have just been nice to see an adjustment. We know we always get on tips about hey, uh, and he was making adjustments through the series. I, there were actually some things that he was doing that I was like, okay, like he took Randall out. I mean, the one was taking Randall out and letting Obi play more. But again, I mean, we we know this about Tibbs, and he only does it out of necessity. And yeah. it was clear that Julius was hurt, so yes, he's not yes. going to play him. I mean, like he was not doing anything. Everyone, I was at that game, I think, and you could just hear the murmurs. Everyone's like, "What is he doing? Like, put him on the bench. Like, he's not contributing anything." So, I think like nobody saw this coming, and this happened again two years ago where no one expected the Knicks to be the fourth seed this year. No one expected them to win more than 40 games. So, you know, but I don't, but it's a different vibe now than it was last time going forward. And that we only, we only saw this team as constructed for half the season for, for, you know, a quarter of the season really after the trade deadline. And now you want to see, is there going to be growth? I don't think the Knicks make any other moves until the, maybe the trade deadline to see sure. how these guys really gel. And now that you brought in uh, Dante, it's like, is that going to really, how much is that going to help? I think all the Knicks fans really like that uh, that move. Um, yeah, because we need, that's what we needed was we needed, a, we needed bench scoring. It's just like a, a three-point shooter. And... Well, it's, he can. He might work his way into the starting lineup. I mean, we'll have to see. You, you never know. I, I think I could, I could see him taking Grimes's place. I mean, Grimes didn't wow me. I think we all like Grimes, but like, you know, when I get into practice and Tibbs runs his tight rotations, it would not surprise me to see uh, Divincenzo move into the starting lineup, move Hart back to the bench. That was the other thing in the playoffs. You could tell that the Knicks were undermanned with the quickly injury, uh, with Randall being a little banged up. And just the Knicks as a team, when you had to bring Hart, he was bringing so much off the bench. And when they had to bring him into the starting lineup, that's where you start getting in trouble. When you start bringing in these role guys that are really helping the team in in certain moments, and you're like, okay, let's bring him in the starting lineup. You change the flow. You can't. You're not going to rely on Josh Hart to take you to the NBA Finals. Like so, when that started to happen, that's when I kind of knew, okay, Knicks. This has been an exciting season, but this we're not we're not there yet. Yeah. And so you hope because they're so young that RJ is going to take a step forward. Quickly is going to take a step forward. Mitch is going to take a step forward. Literally everyone on that team, maybe minus Brunson, because I don't know how that guy could take a step forward because he's just playing out of his mind. I mean, the guy plays I mean, perfect might- basketball all the time. Maybe the last pass that ended the series. Like the, one, uh, the one blunder is like, the- <laughs> I hate to say, I, I kind of blame Randall. He was cutting across. And at no point was he expecting that Brunson would ever pass on the ball. Guy never puts his hands up. So I, I, that's also a little bit of my, I don't want to hate Randall. I like, I like Randall. I just know. We know what we're getting. So much more. (laughs) That's all we want. So 
we're happy Nick fans. At the end of the day, I think we could all agree. We're happy. We're excited for the future. And I think that's what I would like to talk about next is, okay, we saw what happened. What, what are our expectations with this current roster, with the signing of Dante DiVincenzo and assuming that they're going to re-sign quickly and we might be looking at roughly the, the same roster. Um, what, what do you think is a realistic finish for the Knicks next year? Also looking around what's going on, you know, in the league as well uh, with some moves, nothing has quite happened yet. You know, Lillard might be going to Miami. So we don't know, you know, Boston's kind of making, making some moves. I mean, they still have, you know, it's Tatum over there. So, um, do you see it another four seed? Do you see it taking a step forward, top three, or do you think uh, are you, I mean, do you hear the the step back? I think uh, I think the top three are still going to be Boston, Philly, and Milwaukee. But we'll see what happens because again, Philly's another wild card. I think like they could either be in that top three or they could fall into that. You know. Assuming, four spot assuming or everyone, like every team is pretty much constructed at as, as is, and there's no like you know big blockbuster trade. But I could see the Knicks, you know, I guess like leapfrogging the Cavs into the four spot, and I don't think that's a crazy take to have. But the East is still just so like it's so wild. Could seeing what happened last this past playoffs in the eighth seed going all the way to the finals, it really anything could really happen. And, so and we're, LeBron, we're on our uh, JP over here with the uh, it could happen, you know. So. Yeah, and look, <laughs> little angels of the outfield. Uh, and look, I mean the Lakers, you know, going to the West Finals in their seed. I I think we've all realized too, seeding does not matter. It's where is your team at in the playoffs, especially in today's NBA, where there's no Spurs dynasty team, the the Warriors of old. Those teams just they don't exist right now. So there's no LeBron of the league who's just, you know, dominating uh, the way he did of years past. And so it's a very, it's a much more even league. So it's a, it's a, it's um, a fluid seating. So, you know, yeah, I mean, realistically, I'm kind of in the same boat. I, I think it should be about where they finished and you want to see them take a step up. So maybe it's, as you said, maybe it's even a more convincing number four that they finish at. Um, but you saw the way they finished after making all their moves the second half of the regular season. The Knicks should be, if healthy, a fantastic regular season team. They're super deep. They have a, got, a, a team now that had been together a whole offseason together. Jalen Brunson is the best player on the Knicks. Randall made the all-star team last year. So with Jalen Brunson now coming in and asserting himself, as the leader of this team, the guy who can get you that bucket at the end of the game, he's going to make the smart play. Thank God I don't need to watch Randall dribble the ball up the court on a last-second shot. I, I swear to God, he's going to try. But <laughs> better take that ball away from him. The Knicks should, and RJ, showing you, you know, he, he could be an inconsistent guy, but during the playoffs, I mean, my trust for him, I, I wanted him to have the ball. It's just he's we always said RJ's got that like kind of killer instinct. I mean, maybe it doesn't show up, you know, with the eye test um, as far as like, you know, all season long. But in a playoff game, I yeah, feel I think we good just, about RJ and I, and he's young. He's still very young. So All we ever need 
all we ever want from him to see is the consistency. I think that was the issue all of the regular season was he just comes in waves on when he can, yeah. because you know, his, his finishing at the basket and everything, he'll be aggressive. Like he wants to do it. It's just, right. You know, he, you can't just throw the ball up there fading away from the basket. And we've like, we see similar things happening all the time. And I think, you know, it's just, you want to see him grow and not, do that as much and figure out like where's the mid-range game going to come from you know his shooting has got to be better but you know i i think everyone loves him and wants him to grow on this team and be great and we saw it in the playoffs that he can be he has that in him like you're saying he has that in him to do it and i just i want i want more rj i you know me i love a big rj guy and so, I think Knicks fans do, and I think the front office does too, because I mean, you hear trade talks here and there, and like they weren't really willing to uh, let him go. So, again, excited about the Knicks. At, to keep it just a little negative, I think I want to talk about what is still holding back the Knicks. And in my eyes, I'm going to bring up Julius Randle's name. Not that he is, per se, holding back, him himself is holding back the Knicks. I think the Knicks are committed to Julius Randle. I don't think with all the, I want to talk a little bit about Embiid because that seems to be heating up a little bit um, with a possible big blockbuster trade. I'm going to say it right now. I don't see any scenario where Julius Randle is not a Nick in any trade scenario for any superstar. I don't think the Knicks are ever going to trade Julius. They love the guy. He's an, he was an all-star last year. He is a good player, but the question is the mental toughness. And now it's kind of tough because he did get hurt in the playoffs so now it's like, there's always like this little excuse that you can bring with it every time. And and so now it's like, okay, well, we'll try it again next year. So if he's healthy, then he can be the guy. And the guy who was like, you know how he's always talking about his meditating during like the, the start of games and everything. The guy who was always the one there talking to him, he's not there anymore. He's just left. So now it's like, okay, now where's that mental stability going to come from? And And here's... And this is the other thing. It's it's what I love is seeing Brunson play, how he plays on the floor and his leadership in the locker room. Randall got kind of put down a peg. Like Brunson is the 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 guy who's going to carry the team on his back. But Randall's still kind of that number two, one A, one B, even if you want to call it that. And I think the Knicks, even with this team, I think they can improve. But to really go to a championship. And I mean, they, they were close. The, the Knicks were so close to the Eastern Conference Championship, and they should get better. I still think the Knicks are like another guy away. Like Randall has to come down another peg in the starting rotation. We want to see RJ take the leap up. So it's like Brunson, who do you want to have the ball in their hands at the end of the game? I think Brunson's number one. I'd mm-hmm. love to see RJ take that leap over Randall. In my mind, it is I rather RJ because Randall drives me nuts. I mean, at times <laughs> I'd rather see quickly if he's taking a leap. I mean, he he could be a little crazy, but he towards the end of the regular season at least he showed that he's really improved his game mentally as well, being a lot smarter with the ball. So I, I'm seeing Randall kind of moving down, moving down. Um, but I think there needs to. I think the Knicks need still another guy to really be that championship contending team. DiVincenzo, Josh Hart, like those, these guys are role players. They're role players. Play guys. So, so do you think that Embiid 
is that guy. So Embiid is the, the topic that's heating up a little bit. And it's like, okay, well, what would you have to give up? And this is where the problem becomes. Because if you want to bring in a guy like Embiid, I think the next, I mean, he's the former MVP. Um, health is a, a question mark, but assuming that he would be healthy, I think if you can keep Brunson, RJ, and Randall, I think the answer is absolutely yes. And so, we were talking about this the other day, little GM Jason. What <laughs> uh, what was what was your your trade proposal? So not Philly's going to want everything, of course, from every team. That's what happened. Like I mean, what everything that happened with the the Cavs and you know Donovan Mitchell, where they were asking for everything, and the Knicks were like, "Well, if we give you everything for Donovan Mitchell. We're just going to be a team with Donovan Mitchell, and we're not going to be very good." So that doesn't make sense. But a trade like Mitchell Robinson quickly grinds and as many first round picks as you want. And maybe some other, I don't know what other pieces you could throw in that the, the Sixers would want. I think the Knicks should absolutely do that. Will the Sixers do that? In my mind, if you're trading Embiid, you're rebuilding. So to have a young center in Mitch and to have a young guard in quickly um, Grimes, that's eh, kind of a piece. I mean, this is one of the things where I wish Maybe they held on to Obi because you could have maybe thrown him in as well because he did. He showed some flashes. I mean, I think we all liked his the way he played in the playoffs overall. So still love him. Uh, yeah, I don't really want to talk about that too much. <laughs> still hurts. It's just like it, you know, he's gone. It, it's Obi. You know, it's they're committed to Randall, like we said. So I think absolutely you would and could do a trade like that if the Sixers were interested in uh, something like that. But you don't want to add an RJ because then. I, th- I don't think it's a good trade anymore. I think you need RJ. I think you need that core and adding Embiid. Now, all of a sudden, you have Brunson. You have Embiid. You have Randall. You have RJ. DiVincenzo, starting lineup. You got, you know, Josh Hart coming off the bench. And you, you just have the core of your team, and you just added Embiid. So, to lose quickly, that would be a little bit – that would be rough. But, again, you I mean, you got to feel a little pain if you're going to give up Embiid. I don't know if that's enough. I don't know. That's what I would bring to the table to Philly. If they say yes, awesome. If they say no, and they absolutely want RJ, you know, I, I would then say no. And I think you could still build with this team. And that's the biggest thing too. It's like, don't get me wrong. Like the Knicks, I want them to make a big trade to add a star player, but you can't give up too much in getting that star player. We've been, we've been down that road too many times as Nick fans and it never works out. Um, and Bede's not a young, a young man anymore. Uh, in, in NBA years. So a trade like that is a win now mentality and they can do it, but they just got to be careful. So I, I, I'm all for the Embiid idea, but you got to be smart. I trust the front office will be smart and uh, we'll, we'll just see. I don't know. I mean, would I, would I say no to having Joel Embiid? Absolutely not. But do I see it actually happening? No, but <laughs> that's where like everyone's saying, you know, Vegas odds are that if he requests a trade, the Knicks are going to get him. I'm like, well, we, I've heard that before, and it never yeah, actually happened. Hey. So, <laughs> we were favorites to get a lot of guys, and it never happened. So, but even the scenario that I'm throwing out there, I don't think that's if you know what I'm saying. Like to add, you have Maxi on the Sixers, and then Tobias. I don't even know how old he is now, but like to add a young piece and quickly and Mitch. And even Grimes, he's, he's, Grimes is more just a throwaway. I, I mean, I would wonder if they would even want quickly because Maxie's the same player. 
it's like having yeah, two. Listen, they're, look, they're exactly the same. So. Too many guards is never a problem. Too many ball handling guards that can distribute and score. I, I'll take as many as I want on, on the team. And that, that's the other guy I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit. Donovan Mitchell didn't work out last time. I don't think that this guy wants to stay in Cleveland. This guy no. wanted to be in New York. Absolutely. Not. It was very apparent he wanted to be in New York. And so if this trade doesn't go through, I still think there's a chance that at some point Donovan Mitchell can come to this team. And if you give me a Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson backcourt, and you can still keep Mitchell Robinson quickly, I mean, you could somehow make it work. The Knicks are in a very good financial position right now. They have a lot of young guys. Their best players are on tiny, tiny contracts compared to what guys are making out there in the NBA today. What we're paying Jalen Brunson is a, is a crime to what this guy deserves. Um, we're going to lose Fournier and his contract soon. Um, Josh Hart. I mean, these guys seem to be taking small contracts to come play for the Knicks. I don't know what's going on to be honest in, in, in these negotiation rooms, but the Knicks front office is doing everything right. Maybe a new coach might be. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know why, man. I just, Tibbs is still drives me nuts. Right? I, mean, I, I mean, honestly, he drives I, us all nuts. Honestly, if they were to get any superstar player or make any major upgrade, I think they would have to look at getting a different coach. Because I mean, it's even out there that Embiid said he doesn't want to play for for Tibbs. So if that's what's handcuffing you, it's like okay, then there's a whole bunch of other good coaches out there. It's weird because I I get the sense that this front office is as much in love with Randall as they are with Tibbs. It's like, this. yeah, I, I don't, don't get ever it. talk bad about Randall and Tibbs outside and like inside the locker room. Like we've always talked about this, how like you got to be very careful with Randall and his feelings and the way they talk about him in the press conference. Like even when he has like a really bad game or does something really stupid, really yeah, stupid <laughs> that displays his lack of leadership sometimes they'll never acknowledge it. It's like, it never happened. And that, like, he's our guy. Like, I, it's a very sensitive. It's very bizarre and, 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 and weird. Frustrating. So, um, <laughs> but, you know. But I'm curious yeah. now to see, like, you know, Tibbs has made a couple of, a, you know, a little adjustments here and there. But, like, what's he going to do now if he falls into the same situation as last year? Where, like, once he hit that game against Dallas and they got walloped at MSG. Then he shortened the rotation to the nine guys. Now people are going into the season saying he's stuck with the nine guy rotation. It's not even going to be 10 anymore, which I don't, I don't know, like maybe, but that again, he does things out of necessity and he even kind of acknowledged that, yeah, his job was on the line and he had to do something. So what happens when it happens again, come like Christmas time and maybe they're hovering around 500, maybe like a couple games under, what do you do? And I bet you I know what happens. I bet you I know what happens. If there's any struggling going on with his team with like a Randall or Tibbs and you're like, oh, they're on the hot seat, they're going to go into that midseason tournament and probably win the whole thing. And then they're like, oh, reset. They're fine. We're good. We're yeah. good. Let's let, let, let them play this out. Like that's what always yeah. happens is. All right. So so let, let, let's end it on this. I, give me your prediction for the Knicks. Hands down, everything prediction of where do they finish? How does the season end? And do they make any more move? And what moves are the Knicks gonna gonna make going into the year? You know what what kind of rotation? What Knicks team are we looking at? Where do we finish? 
Okay. I'll give you starting five. I think I think the the roster is pretty much set where it is. The only we've only ever been wondering now what are they going to do with the backup four? And I don't love all this talk about Josh Hart playing the backup four, but you know, if it's in like tiny spurts maybe. But um I would say you have your Brunson RJ, Grimes, Julius, Mitch, that's your starting five going into the season. Um, and then I want to say, I think this team could win 50 games. I'm not even going to, like, I'm not I'm not uncomfortable saying that. Seeing how they were and now that they've going to, now that they're going to have a whole offseason. And one thing I'm hopeful for, we saw this Olympic mellow was legit a thing. When they start playing for Team USA, and I wonder if that has the same effect on Jalen Brunson or and even Josh Hart when they come into the season. It's like, okay, are they ready to go? Like, are we going to see, like, you're asking, can Jalen Brunson take another step? Maybe there is something that he could do more of, and he picks that up being with Team USA this summer. So we could be in, in a good position. And, you know, Julius coming back healthy. Again, it's a regular season team. We don't, and that's what Tiggs is known for. They have good regular seasons, and then what happens? So we're at the we're reaching the point now where okay, they're going to be a good regular season, but how does that translate in the playoffs? And that's what all eyes are on. It's like it's going to be okay. No one cares if Julius is an All Star or makes it All NBA team in the regular season. What is he going to do come April and May? And I still think you know we're going to be a a good team. Like, we're not going to take that step back that we did before. Shout out to Kemba Walker, who's now playing in, in France or something. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and it's funny. Like, that was a similar thing that they tried to do, is that they knew they needed scoring back with that team that, that lost to the Hawks. And so Fournier was the supposed to be the answer for that. And, that, and then we regressed that season. So... Now they're doing it again. Again, they're aware, but they're not bringing back like a Nerlens Noel. You know, they're not bringing back uh, Alec Burks. You know, they they have a better core now, and then bringing back, you know, bringing in DiVincenzo, oh. <laughs> and so, then yeah. So what's your over fifty games? Over fifty games. I think they make it. They make it to the second round, and uh, Jalen Brunson, All Star, RJ is going to be on the cusp. Maybe he gets it. I don't know. Oh, wow. But that I'm expecting expecting Houston's. Give me Team Canada, RJ. If he if he takes that leap <laughs> after playing international ball, he comes back ready to go. So do you think yeah. do you think East Finals or second round bounce or I mean or NBA Finals? What I mean? I'll give. I mean, I could see. I could see the, barring like a move at the at the at the uh, trade deadline and seeing what they could do there. Um, I could see second round seven games. I mean, it depends who it is. Like we, clearly, we it doesn't. We we, we don't know who the match is going to be. Let's hear that prediction. Let's... Okay, uh, fifty game, fifty win team, fourth seed, Eastern Conference Finals. I like it. There you go. I like it. Uh, I'm 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 with you. I don't think, I don't think the Knicks are going to make any moves. I think the Embiid thing, it could happen. It could, could happen. It could I, happen. 
<laughs> I just think at the end of the day, the way the things go with stars, where these teams ask for just an insane amount, that the Knicks are gonna, you know, keep it close to the chest, and they're they're just not gonna do it. They're not gonna send RJ. They're not gonna add that extra piece. And I think that's the piece that they're gonna want is RJ. Um, so I think you're gonna see the same squad pretty much as next year. Add Divincenzo, and I agree. I. I it's a 50 plus one team. It has to be. Uh, they're a good regular season team. It's just going to be about playoffs. I think the way they just waxed the Cavs, I think they're just better. And Mitch is going to get stronger. So assuming everyone's healthy, I like them to easily get out of the first round. I fear there's going to be some weird regression that we're not expecting and it's going to be tougher, but Cause that's just, that's my inner Nick fan of like misery, but I I don't think that's going to happen. I think easy first round. I think. Oh God, I just, I, yeah, I, I, I'm the same way. It's like, I want the, at least the East finals, but really when I look at the other teams like Boston and even Milwaukee, I'm, I'm going to, I think, man, <laughs> am I ready to. I just always say, I've been saying this for years and years and years. The East is weak. The East is just weak. You look, the Miami Heat made it to the finals. That's how uh, weak the, the East is. And if everyone's healthy and these young guys take a leap forward and they're going to get a whole offseason together, this whole Knicks team is there. I, I, I don't think they will have any chance of beating whatever team comes out of the West because I think whoever comes out of the West, they're just so much better and this team's too young. But I think, I think the Knicks can win the East. I think they can go to the finals. Even with this I squad, I, I think if they if they make a trade and are able to get Embiid, I think it's NBA titles talk. If you can keep that core, um, and it seems crazy, but the Knicks really are kind of that good right now. I because I think Milwaukee like they have Giannis, but like Brook Lopez is not. Brook Lopez was playing when I when I was in diapers. And I was like, this guy, how long has this guy been around? And like Middleton is older. Drew Holiday, we love, a great guy, but like where where's their depth? They don't have any depth. Um it's just we're we're entering in a new phase of the NBA. I think Miami, that's the thing. If they get Lillard and all everyone comes back healthy, I do worry about Miami. So let's just say Knicks are going to the East Finals against Miami, and it's going seven games. I don't know who's going to win it, but that's what's going to happen. It's bold. Regardless okay. of if they make the trade or not. Okay. Um, yeah. So I just think talent-wise and depth-wise, uh, the, Knicks, the Knicks are there when I look around the East. But again, I think the West is just so much better. Um, I hate that we have even Eastern-Western Conference because <laughs> it's just it's ridiculous. The West is – they just get better. The Nuggets were so – you saw like the Heat making that run and then they're playing the Nuggets. You're like – this is like a no chance. He looked like a G League team against them. It just it, it was a joke. Um, so, hey man, listen, this was fun. We're gonna hey if, if an Embiid trade drops, I think uh, we might have to fire this up again. We'll be soon. we'll be back to talk about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's good to good to be back. The Let's Talk Next podcast. <laughs> the original Let's Talk Next podcast. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been real. I don't even know what episode we are 56. on, but 57. 57. Okay. 
Christian number. That's gonna be uh, DiVincenzo's number, I think. I think he already picked it. <laughs> All right, Marcus. Always a pleasure. This has been episode fifty-seven of Let's Knock Next podcast. We'll talk to you next time.